climate and sustainability. And good afternoon to you, Kevin James. Are you good? I'm as good as can be, Ernest. Contemplating a Trump presidency and uh, especially what this means for the environment but i think we'll maybe touch on that next week well we absolutely will uh, kevin but uh, uh, talking about uh, trump let's go to the states california state the fifth largest economy in the world faces some serious environmental and social challenges alike now to meet these challenges uh, a design competition was held to address their fresh water and energy issues but in the most uh, aesthetically pleasing way how, how did this go yeah, quite an interesting uh, contest, this, Ernest. Uh, it went very well. I was uh, really quite inspired to see the results. And it really supports the adage that humans, while being quite destructive, as we know, but can also be amazingly creative and innovative. The designs are not only pleasing to the eye, which was really one of the big criteria that it actually looks very nice, but really practical as well, in that they produce, uh, most of these producing renewable energy as well as fresh drinking water. So I'll focus on two of the designs which really impressed me. The one that stood out for me in this competition was, uh, the, 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 I suppose, the one that really won the contest, which is called Regatta H2O, which uh, the name is because the design mimics the functionality and look of yacht sails, so for sailing boats, which have been providing energy to move sailing boats around since time immemorial. Mm. What these sails do is they obviously move when the wind is blowing, so they, they flutter side to side, and that creates renewable energy. Um, and very interestingly, the sails are made of material that are able to capture fog as well. So the energy from the sails moving will actually push the, the water that's harvested from the fog and then pump it to the shores to provide clean, fresh drinking water to, uh, to California. So, and when there's not enough fog, the sails actually retract and they go away so you can't see them. So a project of 50 sails will be able to supply water to about 1,000 people per annum. So reasonably uh, good yields there, which is going to be welcome as California enters its sixth straight year of severe drought. The other initiative that didn't win, but which I actually prefer, is a solar-powered desalination unit, which actually literally looks like a a shining pipe or a straw. Beautiful design, Mm. built on top of a barge in the sea, which uses electromagnetic fields and solar energy to turn seawater, and listen to this, about one and a half billion liters of drinking water per annum and 10,000 megawatt hours of electricity, which is really, really significant. So interesting to see these contests addressing, addressing both these, these, these issues of water and energy, these challenges caused by issues such as urbanization and climate change, which is faced by every country today. This is really positive uh, take out for me, Ernest, is the creativity ingenuity, and ingenuity of the human spirit. Gives me huge hope that our species are hopefully smart and innovative enough to solve many of the species threatening crisis that we have actually created, the irony of it all. And it's really this that will hopefully ensure that our, our children are able to really experience this beautiful planet in the same way that our generation have had the opportunity to do so. But really, time will tell, I suppose. Oh, absolutely. We wait to see if the Trump administration will carry on on the, the good work that's already started there. But coming back home with all the political drama unfolding su- surrounding what we now know as the state of capture in South Africa, uh, the environment seems to be under threat as well with 1.75 billion rand earmarked for rehabilitation of uh, South African mines, potentially being used for other things other than that. What happened here, Kevin, and what are the implications? Yeah, so Tuli Madwonsela's state of capture report exposed, as we know, allegations of all sorts of shenanigans, but I really want to focus on the things that are relevant to our show here, Ernest, and those affecting the environmental sustainability of this country, which is pretty important. In this case, the focus is on Tegita Exploration and Resources, a company owned by Jacob Zuma's son, Duduzani Zuma, and Oak Bay Group, who we all know by now, a company 
company wholly owned by the Gupta brothers. Now, Tagita has apparently developed a very bad habit of purchasing mines under pretty dubious circumstances, as we know as well, and immediately raiding the funds earmarked for mine rehabilitation and really using it as their own piggy bank. So the amount in question is a whopping 1.75 billion rand, 1.47 billion in respect of optimum coal mine, mine rehabilitation trust, and then another 280 million earmarked for the rehabilitation of Kuhnfontein mines, both mines hijacked from Glencore Optimum Mining, uh, which is effectively what they're doing to our country as well, with help from ESCOM's Brian Mulefe and our beloved mining minister, Minister Zwani. Now, I'm not going to go into the detail of what happened here, but in a nutshell, these rehabilitation trusts are set up to repair the significant damage that the mining activities cause and to hopefully hopefully to restore these things as, as closely as possible to how things were before the mining commenced. And for the benefit of the listeners, we're talking about open-cast coal mines here. They cause significant damage, usually contaminating ground, underground water and generally leaving social and environmental disaster in its wake. So these funds are critical at the end of life to make sure to make things right. Well, the first thing that Tegita did was get swift permission from the Department of Mineral Resources, which was received literally within 24 hours in the case of the Kuhnfontein mine, to release those funds for them to use interest-free, and they deem fit, which, uh, which is what has happened, and as they deem fit. Ernest, the level of greed and unethical behavior that we're now seeing actually translated into environmental issues as well, it, 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 that we are currently witness, witnessing is unprecedented. And if left unchecked, I think we'll be feeling the impact for generations to come, not only our country, but devastating our environment as well, and which in the end, will, the, 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 the taxpayers in South Africa will have to pick up, much like the acid mine drainage uh, issues that we're having from other mining companies that didn't take responsibility. So something has to be done, but I do believe Tuli Madonsela has put us on a good track to do exactly that. Hmm, lots to digest there, Kevin James, and I'm sure next Wednesday will be no different. Uh, we'll chat again, uh, my friend. Absolutely. Take care. Take care. All righty. Kevin James from GCX Africa, Climate Change and Sustainability on the Drive Time Experience.